0: Welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method, I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Dr. Jill Zambon. She's a founder of The Parent Project. This is a safe place for single parents. And um, you can find her on jillzambon.com. That's her website. She supports and empowers single parents, single moms, um, through writing, through speaking. She helps them build multiple streams of income. So welcome, Dr. Jill.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you because prior to uh, starting this recording, we already started a little bit of conversation about the writing and speaking part of what you do. So uh, before we dive into that, can we um, explain what is the parent project?
1: Of course. So the parent project is really an organization that I started to help single moms that are struggling. So there are nearly 20 million single moms in the US alone, and there actually aren't a ton of supports out there, especially if you're not under a certain income threshold. So when I originally started it, it was really just to help these women kind of Share their stories of inspiration and motivation and how they got through the tough parts of being a single mom. And then it's evolved into giving them a platform to go out into other communities, share their stories, help other women that are still struggling. And we're also starting to stand up a component where we help single moms get into better paying jobs. So it's really organically grown into this force and this movement to help you know, single moms find their voices and find their financial stability again.
0: Well, yeah. And right now, especially as the um, change on this planet, people are waking up into more, you know, self-awareness, self-responsibility, individuality, and we are part of the collective. So a lot of times, especially for women, we tend to learn through osmosis by being around other women who are, you know, creating the change. So um, can you speak to that?
1: Of course. So we've got a lot of different stories, but very powerful stories. So we have, um, Some people that are single mom by choice. And what that means is they actually went and adopted children so that they could be a mother. And we've got widows. We've got domestic violence victims. We have people that have come out of marriages and people that have just come out of bad relationships. But the thing that brought us all together is that we've been able to figure out how to pick up those broken pieces of our lives Put them back together and create a brand new idea for what families look like. I think, you know, we're taught a lot of times that you have to have a man and a woman and your children to have a complete family. But we're here in the forefront to say, no, you don't. It is. There's nothing wrong with you if it's just you and your children. Right. You're not less than because you have a one-income household. And we're going to share our stories of how we've been able to be successful, how we've been able to provide for our children. And ideally, other women will listen to that and resonate with one of our stories and be like, oh, if they can do that, I can do that too. And I want to see how they did that. I want to meet with them. I want them to mentor me, whatever that looks like, so that we can help lift them up to where we are now.
0: Well, it probably also helps women to think of like, oh, I I can do my own business. I can actually start something that generates income myself instead of looking for a job because being a single mom, that's quite often is the past. That's probably the most lucrative, would you say?
1: I would say um, it's, it's hard. Like there's different challenges, right? So if you stay in the corporate world as a single mom, you it's difficult, right? If the kid gets sick, um, chances are you probably can't take time off of work either, right? You don't have enough sick days for you to be sick and for your kid to be sick. So it's like, you, you just have to push through a lot. You don't have the flexibility to go to their games. You know, if daycare is closed, you're the one picking them up. And again, it goes back to you only get so much paid time off when you're in a corporate job. Um, it's difficult. That's got its own challenges. So you have the financial stability, but what you don't have is the flexibility to balance being a mom and being, you know, a career-oriented woman. Now, when I started my own business about a year and a half ago, that's got its own challenges too, right? It's a lot of time to get it up off the ground. You do miss time with your kids at time, but I think over the long haul, like. My daughter and I have both seen this is where the freedom is going to be, right? Once this is Mm -hmm. built up, once there's steady income and you're kind of through that original stress of getting your financial footing under you, the freedom is way bigger than what you'll ever get working working in a corporate job.
0: Mm -hmm. And what do you think is the best thing for a single woman who kind of suddenly found herself a single Mom, like something happened and now she's just has to deal with it. What is the best step at that point?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it depends on the person. So, depending on the skill set and the individual, you know, and if they have savings, honestly, if I could go back as soon as I found out I was a mom, probably even before then, I would have started a business and I would have been prepared because even as a working woman, with children, it's already hard enough. And then you add on top of that, that you're the only breadwinner. So I guess if you suddenly find yourself a single mom, if you have a skill set that's sellable, like let's say you've got technical skills, you've got really good writing skills. If there's something you can think of and say, Oh, I can monetize on that. I would immediately just start offering consulting services and just start selling the service. Um, And then, if you don't have a skill or you're not really sure, right, you're still trying to figure out who you are, I would go and apply for a job probably just to get the financial footing under you so that you're not worried about that part of it. But it Mm -hmm. all really depends on the person and how well you know yourself and what your skills are.
0: Well, yeah. And I think that that's also very important to dig in inside for the skills because I think a lot of times we kind of, We start thinking from the external standpoint, like, well, I had these jobs and these jobs, and that's on my resume, so I can't get a job of this type or whatever. And instead of looking inside, I say, okay, kind of like what you just said, like, what is it that I'm good at? Like, what can I do that I can monetize? So. Let's look into the writing and speaking part of what you help them with, because that's also one of the ways from my understanding as how you help them not just tell their story and help others, but to monetize, right? That's
1: correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So our writing and speaking offering, basically how it works is you can come on board with a writer with us and we'll guide you through the process of writing your own chapter in our book. And so you get your own mini book in there. So you'll have a bio, you'll have your headshot, You can have a QR code or a link to whatever your offering is. So you get your own mini book in there. And then from there, you have the opportunity to join our speaking stage. And so we'll have at least four conferences per year that are hybrid. So if you can't afford to travel on site, you do have the option to come in virtually. So it's, again being aware that these women have financial burdens. And so the point isn't to make that worse, right? And so how that'll work is I help promote those conferences. We all work as a team to promote them and we get a bigger reach that way, right? Instead of one person promoting it, you've got 15 to 20 people helping to promote this event. And ideally you're getting a larger audience. And then you get the chance to monetize on your book and on the speaking. So the whole goal of coming in as a writer and speaker Is to use it as a stepping stone and a launching pad for your credibility, for your, you know, trying to get like that celebrity status, making sure people like, know, and trust you, and then use it as a major marketing tool. So you just have to be clear about what it is you want to offer, right? Do you want to be a one on one coach or maybe you just want to be a speaker? I met a woman who all she does is speak. She makes between twenty and sixty thousand dollars per speaking engagement, and that's all she does she just travels around speaking she's a motivational speaker and that's okay and part of the beauty of all these women is their skill sets are so different. so I have one woman that's a nutrition coach and she likes to work with kids and then opposite end of the spectrum, I've got a woman who does strategy sessions for you know larger organizations so, Everyone's so different, but there's such like huge opportunity to monetize on this.
0: So it's like in a practical sense, it looks like somebody would have to have an interesting story. And right now you're working with single moms, so they would have to be in that category. And somewhat figured out what is it that they want to monetize because the whatever story they're writing, you probably help them to kind of go in that direction. Right. So can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Um, and we've had people join that aren't sure what they want to monetize on. So part of buying in is me kind of coaching them and giving them ideas. Like it's hard to know your own skills. Right. And so we had one author come on and she does a couple different things what I said, your strength is really that calmness and that inner peace and like completely letting go of any blame, any anger. And I've told her like, if we could bottle that up for you, that's your golden nugget. Right. And so part of what I do is sit with these women and say like, okay, let's figure out what your strengths are. Because to your point, just because you did a job in the corporate world, And you were good at it, right? Like these women are high achievers. No matter what you put them in, they are going to achieve because they have to provide for their family. So that is all that's on their mind. I am going to be successful. But just because they were good at that job doesn't mean that that's what they should be doing their whole life. And that has been a big obstacle is trying to get them to set down what they've learned in corporate and what they've been told they should do, right? For their entire lives by other people and saying, but what do you want to do? Like, what are you passionate about? And that has been the hardest part. Mm -hmm.
0: And it might be also scary, I would think, from the standpoint of um, predictability. Like, I got something that I know how to do, and it's predictable, and I don't like it. I know I like something else, but it's not predictable. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why, like, You you buy into a community too, right? You finally find, especially for me, I've always felt lonely. I don't connect very well with married moms. Like I have nothing against them, you know. It's just that their problems are very different, right? They're like, "Oh, my husband didn't take the trash out again last night," and I'm like, "There's been no one to take the trash out for nine years." I mean, that's not even an issue, right? It's just. Um, it's hard. It's hard to connect with women sometimes. And so, this has really given us all a tribe that we can turn to and just say, you know, whatever it is like, "Hey, I need help finding a lawyer for this," or "I, you know, I want to try to go speak at this place. Can someone help me pull together a marketing kit?" And so someone in the group generally knows. And so it's really created this support system and this dynamic that we haven't had before. A lot of us mm-hmm. have not had before.
0: Yeah. And community is such an important thing nowadays because it uh, allows you actually to show up more as yourself, right? The more right. you're among the people that are not judging you, <laughs> the more yeah. you're going to be able to do that. So if someone is, let's say, wanting to go into this idea, the project of maybe writing and speaking, but they have no idea like if they're even a good speaker. They don't know maybe how to, but they always had that as a vision for them. Um, mm. do you support somehow the, I don't know what to call it, education, training, like some way to get them to actually be professionally able to do that and feel confident?
1: Yes, absolutely. And we started out as a um, a panel discussion, right, where I'm the moderator. And so I ask a question and it's more conversational versus them having to get up there and kind of like woo, do a whole speech. And so this is how we start and we'll warm them up and then we'll start to get them more comfortable in front of an audience and then as they grow and evolve, the plan is to actually let them go out and then they'll have their own stage. They'll have their own tribe. They'll have their own group of followers. And then they will be the leaders like what I'm doing. So we'll we'll grow them to get there. But it's baby steps to start just to get them comfortable in front of, you know, the audience are, um, we've got over 55 people signed up for our first conference that's coming up in a few weeks. And then our audience for the next ones will be like 120 people for the first one and continue to grow. So it'll be, you know, a couple hundred people to start. Um, I actually had someone message me this morning and she said, oh, I can't make it. I have a conflict or something. And then she, a little bit later, she said, actually, I'm really just nervous. And I was like, it is okay. We're, you know, that's completely normal to be nervous in front of a whole crowd of people. Right. But This first one will be virtual too. So people can kind of ease into it and they won't be alone. They don't have to like carry the whole, you know, conference or anything like that. But yeah, the supports will definitely be
0: there. So what would be the benefit, the outcome? Like If somebody goes through the process with you, they have an idea. They always saw themselves as a speaker. They were probably scared to go there. Now they're a single mom. They're trying to figure it out. They figure out what they may be good at. They want to monetize it. They want to write about it. They found you. They start working with you. And When they go through this process, and let's say you put them on a couple of stages, so they experiment, they find their way, what is the the larger benefit, the outcome for them after they worked with you?
1: Yes. So the first benefit is just the instant marketing, right? It's it's setting yourself up and setting yourself apart from your competitors. Um, Our goal is to make this book a New York Times bestseller and Amazon bestseller. So putting that on your resume is obviously very good in, especially if you're a coach or want to land clients. Um, your reach is going to be exponentially increased because like I said, we've got 15 people currently and that'll continue to grow with each book that we write. So you're going from you carrying the entire burden of that marketing to now you've got a whole network of people helping to market these events that you'll be at. Um, <coughs> And then once you get through this, you can either marry our kind of course and curriculum as far as our conferences with your own business or you can take it and kind of set up your own leg of the company. So it's kind of like a franchise setup that'll be available. So if they really don't know what the heck they want to do, but maybe being a single mom is and giving strength to other women is something they're passionate about, then they're allowed to buy into the the business in that sense and kind of take and create their own mini branch of the company and take that and run with it as well.
0: Wow, so the, there's a lot of benefits because they become the bestseller. They pr- promote their whatever they're doing, and they get to have maybe even a franchise, and definitely the community. They can start having a following. That sounds very um, beneficial <laughs> for somebody yeah. who's at that place of like, okay, how do I go from here to here? Well. Dr. Jill can get you there. <laughs> right. So, exactly. um, one more question I have for you that every time, like you kind of, when you speak about it, I keep feeling something like your heart opens up, like you, you mm-hmm. care so much about this. So what personal lesson did you have to learn to make this your, uh, journey?
1: Yeah. Um, so my story, you know, I'll just give it in a couple sentences, right? We don't want to drag everyone through my Uh, we a single mom's laugh sometimes because it feels like you're on a Jerry Springer show (laughs) and you, and it's embarrassing. You don't want to tell people what happened because it sounds like made up. So, my story. Um, in 2014, I, so I had a baby in 2013 that following year, you know, she was nine months old. We were getting ready to get married. Um, it was a couple of weeks before the wedding and we had the beautiful venue planned. It was an outdoor wedding with a tent next to a lake and the mountains and everything and the dress and the tux and everybody was all ready and it all just fell apart. And so I went from planning my wedding and my honeymoon To sleeping on a futon at my dad's house, like had to go groveling back to dad and say, you know, I'm not getting married and I need a place to live. So, um, it was me and my daughter, she was only 10 months old, sleeping on a futon. We had a duffel bag for clothes for me and a diaper bag of clothes for her. And that was it. And that's where I started building from the ground up with my life and, um, it's been, I mean, she's nine now. So I have literally not told my side of the story this entire time. And I took a lot of heat for, you know, I was blamed for the breakup and everything. And I, I honestly, I didn't even care. I was like, I don't care. I need to take care of my daughter. And that was it. I knew I was like, you guys can say anything that you want about me. I need to take care of my child. But now I'm finally like healing And I finally feel like, okay, I need to share my story, right? Like I get to have a narrative too. And I get to have, um, I get to share what happened to me because, you know, I will be the first to admit I've struggled with alcohol issues and that is probably part of the story, right? Um, And one of the good things that came from this is I've now been sober. I celebrated seven years sober yesterday. and it never would have happened. Like you want to talk about spirituality. It never would have happened if I didn't have to take care of this child by myself. I come from generations and generations and generations of alcoholics and addiction issues, depression, all of that stuff. And I honestly feel like if this didn't happen... I would not be the person I am today. I would not be a good mom. I would not be sober. I would not be a businesswoman. Um, I wouldn't be vulnerable like this, right? And so that's why I'm so passionate is because there are so many women who they might not even be single moms, but they don't have a voice because we're taught to just be quiet and like deal with what people say about you. And, you know, when you speak out, like I'm dealing with it right now, when you speak out, it causes waves. And so the women that are coming forward are so brave to be on this journey with me because they know we're at the forefront of this movement to give women their voices back. And like, I tell them all the time, this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than them. Like, this is a global, all women who have things, you know, you think about the Me Too movement, like all of this stuff where for so many years our voices have been suppressed. And so this is just like the tip of the iceberg, giving them a chance to just to share what's happened to them and to give other people, you know, hope and encouragement that like you can get through it. It's not fun when you're going through it, but you come out the other side eventually. So
0: Oh, this is such an important mission because this is really how we change the world, you know, one person at a time. And it's also, from my perspective, so important to not go into fighting something, but to go into presenting something. So everything you were talking about, it's not about like, let, let me fight somebody who did me wrong, but instead of let me show the world how Transformation is possible. And I mean, you're an example of everything that you've gone through. So, somebody even just hearing that story would be like, oh, okay, like <laughs> look at her now. So, obviously, there is a possibility here, right? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so you have something that you can offer our audience that they can maybe start um, the process with you if they uh, qualify for what you're doing. So, can absolutely. you um, explain that yeah. a bit?
1: Of course. So if you visit my website, jillzambon.com, there's a tab that says opportunities and you can read about the books that are coming up for next year. So there's four opportunities a year to be a part of that. Um, For Father's Day next year, I actually am going to be doing a single father's book because I think they have similar struggles as single moms. They feel a little bit like left out they don't really connect so I'll actually be giving the opportunity for them to put their stories out there as well um and then the speaking opportunity so if you come on as an author then you'll also get to talk to me about the speaking opportunity and if you're a good fit for that then you'll have that as well if you're not ready to jump in and you're like I don't know if I'm ready to you know, tell my story to the world. Then we have conferences four times a year. So next year we've got, we're going to Austin, Texas, Orlando, Florida, San Diego, and Boston, Massachusetts. And that schedule will launch on my website within the next two weeks. And you can start to buy tickets to the Orlando conference, which will be in February. And so you can attend that virtually or in person. So it'll be hybrid. And it's really just like, come learn about rewriting the messages in your brain, like beating those generational cycles, like just ending them, you know, trusting your gut and your intuition, setting boundaries, and then financial literacy for you and for your kids and making it fun. So we'll have childcare as well on site because I know that's hard for single moms. That's why we can't do a lot of stuff. And so we will have childcare, but I encourage you. It's only a day and a half and so even if you come just meet other ladies, cool, like that's fine too. Um married women or women in relationships who are looking to create kind of an exit strategy, they're welcome to come to that as well because I know that that's a population that's probably suffering right now too. They're like, how do I? how am I financially going to, you know, go out and be a one one income household and so they're also welcome to come to that and any women in general if you just need tribe and you just need friends like everybody's welcome so
0: well awesome so thank you so much dr jill so this is dr jill zambon you can find her on jillzambon.com all the links that she mentioned are in the show notes so go check out her website and the parent project thank you thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit TranscensionGate.com podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on a social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on a the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, TranscensionGate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using Wealth Energetics and Soul Design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.